Welcome to the Catch the Fire Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us, and we hope you're encouraged by this message. See, some of y'all have been praying to move mountains, but you, you get worried when it's an earthquake. Let me say that again. It might have went over your head. Some of you guys have been praying to move mountains, and they're moving, but you're letting the, the rock and the earthquake shape bother you. Some of you have been praying with a faith of mustard seed, but God is handing you a sandwich, and you should say, I don't like mustard. <laughs> Prayers <clears throat> are being answered, but they look confusing to you. So I'm just here to encourage you to keep going. And when those prayers are being answered, don't worry about the tribulation because all of that is proof that God is working. Amen. Amen. Doubting. Uh Oh, we lost the microphone. Madonna for you guys. No more Madonna. No more Bobby Brown. Britney Spears. Anybody else use weird microphones? Thank you. Give it up for Aaron. All right. Doubting, like doubting Thomas did a week before or a week after resurrection. Some of us do that. Well, I'm excited to start and continue the Beatitudes. Have you guys been enjoying um, the series so far? All right. Well, let's begin. In Matthew 5 and 9, and we're going to read it all together, class. So let's read together. Blessed. Oh, y'all sound so good. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called. That's right. So when you think of peace, right? When we think of peace, What's the first thing that you think about? Maybe you think, maybe you think about this. Maybe you think flower power, man. You think a hippie. You can't, it, is it just me or can you guys like smell the, the shirt <laughs> of what that probably would smell like? So maybe this is what you think of peace. Or maybe you think about this as peace. Oh my goodness. Is this what the oasis is going to look like? I like it. No kids. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) My son said, why do you keep picking on the kids? Well, that's what pastors do. But look at it. It's beautiful. It's serene. I can read. I can study. I can swim. That's peaceful. Or maybe, especially second service, maybe you think this is peace. Hallelujah! I can feel the dopamine through the sugar. Oh, check out Origins Cafe. That's a subliminal shot. Danny Vish, let's give Danny a round of applause. If you can hear me, Danny, thank you for serving up good pastries and meals. So maybe this is what peace looks like, especially at 1218 when you got to hear this guy talk about peace. But that's the peace you're thinking about. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is we tend to think of peace Uh, as one thing when usually peace is something else. Just like some of the people did with Jesus in his time, right? The people thought they were getting this king, this 
warrior king. That was my movie voice. To overthrow Rome by force and power. And even his disciples, they might have thought, you know, man, with all of these miracles and I'm seeing this guy call out people. He's turning water into wine. Man, the people are going to love us forever. Sandlot gang, right? Forever. Anybody ever see Sandlot? If you didn't, it's one of my favorite movies. Forever. (laughs) You're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) But numerous times in their journey, right? In Jesus and the disciples' journey, Jesus had to remind them of what they truly were signing up for. And talk about peace being deceiving. It says this in Matthew 10, 34 through 36. My wife said, make sure you got some scriptures, boo, because I need you to have some word up in them messages. Didn't you? So we're going to read some word. Amen. Jesus says this. My Bible's read. Is yours? Okay. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword for I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter in law against her mother. You know, the word be sounding like too, too modern for now. That's there's some stuff going on right now with daughter and mother-in-laws and a person's enemy will be those of his own household. Wow. Now, back in that time, if I was to put myself into the shoes of the disciples, this alone would have me like, hmm, hold up. Let me let me think. I'm deciding to give my life, my profession to this promised savior of our people. And this is what we've been waiting for generation after generation after going through oppression, after going through slavery. And we've been waiting for this king to come. And he says this, I did not come to be and bring peace. And even after the disciples were with Jesus and watched him literally heal a woman from her menstrual issues, And then directly after that, Jesus raises a little girl from the dead. And he's after all it is, we just saw it. He chose to say that I did not come to bring peace. What? Or little John will say, what? But this is Jesus. The great counselor. The savior, the redeemer, the man. The king who we've been waiting for. The prince of peace. Why would he say that, y'all? Anybody else wondering? Everything's going good. Why would you say you're not here to bring peace? It's because Jesus knew. And he still knows the ways of this world. And how they will perceive his mission. How they will perceive his purpose. And how they will receive his defined defiance of what it looked like to have a real and a true, genuinely, genuine relationship with our father, God. 
He knew in order to prepare his disciples that they needed to hear the cold, hard truth. And not just to hear the truth, but to hear from the source directly. Who is Jesus? He knew in order to prepare the disciples, they had to know that this walk and this journey and this desire to see the kingdom come and make peace would not be a piece of cake. That was more cheesier than saying cray. I should have stuck with cray. (laughs) But y'all see where I'm going. Prepare for this message. I found like I wanted to find the soft and the comforting and the inspirational and encouraging verses about making peace. Just like all the other Beatitudes that we've been reading about, if you look deeper, they look comforting on the outside, but man, it's challenging. It, it led me to convicting verses about dying to self, self-examination, sacrifice. It led me to scripture about the heavy topics that honestly I wanted to avoid. Like I want to make y'all feel inspired, but it led me to things like resilience, compassion, being thick skinned and the, and the also struggle of knowing When to share your faith, when to share who you are, when to share your side and perspective or knowing when to honestly, Antoine, know when to like shut up and like to keep it moving and to be observant in those moments where you wanted to make peace. Keepers manage our look after something, right? Something that was given to them freely or existed. And the word peace, maker or keeper, but it just rolls off our tongue, honestly, way too easy. We get them uh, discombobulated. There is a difference. For example, child care, right? You bring your child to someone who keeps them, right? For a, a, a loud amount of time. And then after that time, you go pick them up and then you say goodbye to your peace. I thought y'all would get a laugh there. That was anyway. You pick up your kids. The deal's done. You do it again tomorrow. They kept your baby. Whereas a maker is one who creates. One who brings something into existence. Something that was never there or lacking. A maker has the vision, the idea, the know-how, the ideation, the wisdom to take something and make, to make, to take nothing and make, thank you y'all for the assist. The NBA playoffs are on. So example, same example, right? Two people get together. They like each other. They meet, they get married. Yes. Teenagers, we get married. Man, second service is light today. What's up, y'all? So they get together, they get married, and they decide, you're so cute. 
I want to have you a baby. And we all passed biology in high school, so I'm going to spare you the sweet details of how to make a baby. And boom, you make a baby. Peacemakers, peacekeepers. Say it with me, y'all. Peacemakers. And speaking of babies, we were not created just to stand down and go along to get along and save face and chill out. And hope that no one is bothered by our faith, by our beliefs, by our lifestyle choices. Amen. Give me a round of applause if y'all all all for Jesus. And we'll put somebody where they need to be put. All right. Here's the trick. I just tricked you. But we also not created to be haughty. To be overbearing. To be super confrontational. Dare I say Religious, judgmental, pompous, impatient with our life and our faith. And most importantly, the power of our what, y'all? Yes, our words. Our words bring life. So what do peacemakers do? With all of this questions, what do we do? For me, the first thing I thought was, how can I make peace for a person or others if I don't even have peace for myself with them? Amen. Peacemakers must start by trying regularly to win the war and the battle that's within. See, when we call ourselves followers of Christ, We can't witness to other people if we are solely focused on self-interest, self-preservation, self-awareness, and we're only concerned about who, y'all? Correct. You passed the test. There's a wise man who worked, uh, he worked in the 90s. His name was um, Ice Cube. (laughs) And he coined this phrase, check yourself before you. One more time. Check yourself before you. Ice Cube knew what he was talking about. (laughs) But long before the great Ice Cube, there was an even greater man who was full of raps and parables and stories. And he said this. Come on. We all should be like Antoine, man. Whew. He said this in Matthew 7, 3 and 5. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? I read with a little swagger, so it's going to be like highlight. Hey, man, why are you looking at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? You pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, bro, let me take this speck and help you. When all the time there's a big old plank in your own eye. Jesus called us hypocrites. You hypocrite. I'm sure he meant it in love. (laughs) First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to be able to remove the speck from your brother's eye. This was Jesus saying, make peace in yourself first before you go running to tell 
everybody else about themselves. And I'm from Pittsburgh. I went to public school. I'm not the smartest tool tool in the shed, but I believe a plank is more dangerous than a little bit of sawdust. Can I pass? Do I pass that test? Anybody here growing up or even now, maybe, did y'all use the phrase, duh? Like, boy, I wore duh out when I was 10. I was like, duh. Davon, you hungry? Duh, mom. Mom, uh uh-huh, I got whoopings too. Spankings. (laughs) So here's what I'm suggesting. I suggest we let the Holy Spirit repurpose and reuse the phrase duh for us when we try to minister and make peace for example for example like i'm gonna say certain things in my let's do some participation i'm gonna say certain things in my mind that we should say before we go out and and try to change people and i want y'all when i do like this to go duh let's try it all right y'all ready if I do like this, and make the face too, uh, 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 like this dude. All right, one, two, three. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. <clears throat> Let's let the holy duh help us. <laughs> All right, here we go. That's <clears throat> something I'm thinking to myself. Hmm. You know, peacemakers like me, we probably can rub people the wrong way because most people like things the way they are. Yes, y'all sound good. All right, here, here, here we go. Here's another one. Here's another one. You know, most, most people don't want their feathers ruffled because it causes unwanted aggravation and change and commotion in their life. Yeah. Come on, Holy Spirit. All right, let's just do one more. You know, people truly, truly need change and peace in their life. And they tend to be trapped functioning in dysfunction, God. Uh, and they have no idea, man, how good you are and what they're missing on this side of life. Wouldn't life, like if we could spiritually slap ourselves and remember that without true acceptance of God's will and God's blood, that the world is going to do what the world is going to do. Wouldn't you have peace? Peace within first. Grace. Love. Patience. And peace within yourself. Before you had to run. And try to change other people. And make peace. Duh. Man. So. Usually when. A maker make something he gets something right if a chef takes two eggs sugar and flour he gets a piece of cake if an artist takes a paintbrush and some paint and his imagination he gets a piece of what correct man y'all good so what do peacemakers get well, Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers for they, here's, here's to what they get, for they shall be called sons of, who else do we know is a son, y'all? Who is the son? Like T-H-E-E, 
like the Ohio State. <laughs> Shout out to Ohio State. Yes, Jesus is a son, but not just the son, but he's the perfect son. He's the barometer of who we measure our sonship by. It's who we try to imitate. It's who we strive to be, how we strive to look like. And in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, he prophesies about this. Isaiah prophesies about this Savior to come. He says, for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Here we go, y'all. This is, this is how we bring it up to us now. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of of the greatness of his government and his there will be no end hallelujah don't it sound good y'all we in these moments he will reign on david's throne and over his kingdom and establish and uphold with justice and righteousness any any justice and righteous people up in here put it down he's it's his battle the zeal of the lord almighty will accomplish this peace and after reading this passage i was led to ask the holy spirit well what does a prince do y'all y'all want to hear what the holy spirit said to me he said (laughs) he said not play the guitar and sing in falsetto and wear purple lace blouses that's the prince reference y'all that's a singer in the 80s But Jesus plays with me like that. He got a sense of humor. But he said, any great son of a king, a prince, carries on a legacy or the empire of his father. A prince does what his father does in hopes and faith to improve or exceed expectations for the glory of their namesake. Not his, theirs, because they know they are one and they are family. Just like we should. Because a prince is loyal. A prince loves his father. A prince loves his family, his purpose. And a prince loves his kingdom. And not just the kingdom, but the people that dwells in that kingdom. And y'all, this is the blessing of being a peacemaker. That long before our advice is accepted, our our preferences, our our theology, and hopefully our father in the future, that long before any of that is accepted, that we get to be called by those who matter in this kingdom. Sons of God. Amen. Y'all give a round of applause for Jesus. It's not the acceptance by those who have no idea or say so how this kingdom works of our heavenly citizenship. So why, why do we continue to let outsiders dictate the peace that we have within and our oath and our governance? So I had two, as we wrap up, I had two examples of making. Um, I have video... <laughs> I'm a man of many facets. Video games where you customize an avatar or build a bear. Which one y'all want? 
We had one build a bear, one video game. All right, we'll we'll go with we'll go with video game. Shout out the video games y'all want. Um, I love customizing things and making it mine. Right. I love taking a whole bunch of options, but making it special uh, for me. And if I was to customize a peacemaker, here's here's some things that I would start with. <clears throat> Peacemakers are misunderstood. Anybody else been trying to make peace and got misunderstood with their intentions? All right. You're in good company. In Matthew 5, 44, 48, it says this. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That you may be children. Uh Oh, there it is again. Children of your father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain, purple rain. On the righteous and unrighteous. God can do what he wants to do with who he wants to do it with. If you love those who only love you, what reward will you get? Are you not even the tax collect? Isn't the tax collectors doing that? Poor tax collectors. And if you greet only people who greet you, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that. Oh, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Being misunderstood is going to happen. Peacemakers know how to set boundaries. Ooh. Mm -mm. Simple as this. A boundary is knowing when something starts, when it needs to end. Where can I go in this interaction and conversation? Where can I not go? In this interaction. Who do I dare let say something to me in my life. And take it in for myself and take it to the Lord. Or who do I know is definitely not having uh, the space to speak into my life. Peacemakers are resilient and recover well. This is our billboard top 40 hit. This is the Christian jam. This is the one that gets played on the radio over and over again till you say, it's the government. (laughs) They're blowing my mind with this same song. Love, mercy, forgiveness, restoration, grace, and most importantly, all of these songs that we just sang up here today was about love. These are the things that help with rest and resilience And growing a thick skin needed to do this work of making peace. Peacemakers aren't touchy, super sensitive, easily hurt and brought down when they know the mission. Peacemakers know and expect persecution will come. We know it. Duh. Paul wrote this in. He wrote this to Timothy in a letter to help Timothy while they were establishing a church. He said, you, however, know all about my teaching, Timothy. You know about my life, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love and endure all the things I just mentioned. Here's your word for it. Sufferings, persecutions. What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, 
Alistra, the persecutions I adore. He let he wanted to let Timothy know what you're about to sign up for. Yet the Lord. Come on, y'all. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Come on, y'all can give him a round of applause. Thank you for rescuing us from all. I've been persecuted. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, you will be persecuted. When I was figuring out my life with Jesus and I was gun ho and I was listening to every sermon and it was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I was excited. I was working. I was doing everything. My pastor pulled me aside and said, Davon, I love you. You know, one of the hardest things you're going to have to adapt as a believer. I said, come on, pastor. What is it? He said, you're such a great guy. You're going to have a hard time when people don't like you just for who you believe in. So just an encouraging word for all of us super uber extroverts who are bubbly and love. Somebody's not going to like you just for who you are and what you believe. Peacemakers also know that cowardice and apathy can get them in trouble. And I don't we don't have much time, but I just want to give a quick story. It's a man in the Bible named Isaac. God promises him, bro, I need you to stay out of Egypt, go to this Philistine enemy land. But don't worry, I got you. Abraham's blessing is going to pass through you. Don't worry about what's going on in this in this place you're living. And instead of Isaac toughening up and saying, yes, I have confidence. He lied to people and the leader of the Philistine nation and said, no, man, that's that woman right there. That's just my sister. Cause he was scared that people would try to kill him to get to his wife. So it took some time and a Philistine ruler saw Isaac embrace his wife. He said, bro, man, you said that was your sister. What you doing? Kissing on her like that. That's your wife. You almost got us in trouble with your God because you wouldn't be brave enough to tell us who you are. And the whole Philistine nation, along with Isaac, possibly could have got in trouble because this man was scared to share who he was. Peacemakers, we have to be able to do all the Beatitudes all at once. Peacemakers have to be poor in spirit. All our fillers, we have to mourn regularly. We have to operate in meekness just as Jess shared last week. We have to be meek. We have to show mercy. We have to be pure in heart as we make peace and we have to be willing to be persecuted. And y'all know the key of building this perfect customized peacemaker the key to all of this is we have to let go of control and we have to give Jesus the sticks we have to give Jesus full reign we have to give him control and say look Jesus I do not know in this situation how to make peace I feel like I'm judging people I feel like 
Something in my childhood is making me look at this person and go, you look real familiar. So instead of me giving you the opportunity to see you as is, I'm going to look at you from my past. I don't like the locks that you have when you're here. Uh, I see videos and I see movies where people with locks look dangerous. You look like you got it all together and you're going to judge me. We can't do that. We have to let Jesus and the fruits of the spirit allow us as peacemakers to make peace. Peace reflects Jesus. And this is why it's so critical and such an honor to be peacemakers. We have to be willing to come off of our property and our establishment just like Jesus did to make peace. Just like Jesus, we have to love with hope, with faith, and trust that in God, regardless of any reciprocation from man, that we did the right thing. Just like Jesus, we have to see people and their struggles and their life choices and what they watch and what they view and what they say and what they type on the Internet. We have to see that with grace. We have to see it with compassion and perspective. But we also have to see it with hope and opportunity and potential growth and willing to endure for the one, just like Jesus did with Vanessa this morning. I want to close the message today by reading 1 Corinthians 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand. (laughs) Does that make it any less part of the body? No. And if the ear says, I am not the part of the body because I don't have an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything at the Oasis retreat when you want to be wined and dined and reset? So God has put the body together with such extra honor and care given to the parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony or peace amongst the members. Autoimmune disease happens when the body, we're the body, y'all, the body of Christ. Look around, look to your left and your right. This is the body. Autoimmune disease happens when the body's natural defense system can't tell the difference between its own cells and invasive cells, causing the body to mistakenly attack itself. There are more than 80 types of autoimmune disease that affects the body. Common symptoms of autoimmune disease includes, and I'm going to read, and I want you guys to just see the body and the way that us fighting ourselves and us fighting each other 
means we have no peace. Autoimmune disease causes fatigue and tiredness. Is the body tired? Joint pain, swelling, making it harder to move. Is the body moving? Skin problems, easily irritated. Anybody been irritated by the crap going on in the body? Recurring fevers, easily heated. Swollen glands, which hinders hormones that help with regulating moods, growth, metabolism, reproduction, the body. The lack of peace in the body. And these four things kept coming up, y'all. Let's stand up. If you want to stop the attack and the lack of peace in the body, here's four things that kept coming up. Monitor what you eat and put inside of your body. Ooh. Exercise and move and be stretched regularly. Come on, Holy Spirit. Find ways to relax, chill out, and relax better. And here's the last one we need help with, Lord. Reduce your stress levels. Peace in the body makes for peace in the world. I advise that we start peace by stopping the attack on each other. How can we make peace for the world if we don't even have peace within this body, this body, and beyond? So we want to put into play and practice as I close. Let's go old school. Let's connect bodies. If you can grab the hand of the person to your left or your right, if you if you want to lock arms, I'm cool with that too. And don't let the owls dictate your push. If you see somebody on the left who's by themselves in the owl, grab their hand. Because nothing can separate the unity and the peace that we're trying to make. I need somebody to grab her hand. Thank you. (sighs) Father, if we were to turn on the TV, if we were to go on social media, if we were to listen to our neighbors only, we would see a world that can't turn around from the strife that we're creating. As war and rumors of war go left and right, we could easily be distracted. Easily distracted that you have died and live again and ask us to make peace. 
You have said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And Father, we want to make peace in ourselves first. We want to make peace with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we want to make peace for this world that also needs a savior. We all have different battles, God. Every person here locking hands specializes in something. And I ask in the mighty name of Jesus that you would invoke bravery, courage, but also the wisdom and the discernment to know when to share and when to observe to make peace. We're living in the prophecy that the establishment of God's peace will be happening. And Father, we believe it. But we know that you need warriors. You need artists. You need prayer leaders. You need people who could just cook a good meal to make peace. And I ask that today we start with the desire to see heaven on earth. We know you're able. You are willing And honestly, God, we're frustrated with seeing the world trying to figure it out their way. The fighting within has to stop, y'all. The internet fighting has to stop. The judgment has to stop. And we can't do it without Jesus. We submit to you. We surrender to you, Jesus. And we ask that you would show us how peace is made. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. There are so many opportunities to grow, connect, and be encouraged. To learn more, visit ctfraleigh.com and follow us on social media. Thank you so much for being part of the family. We are so thankful for you.